Drugs, lies, deceptions, sexuality, England, the war, an actress, daughters, fathers, and secrets. No, it's not a new show on Showtime. We're talking about this book that's real-life memoir. Stay tuned. This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. That's right. Back. You know, I have respect for you. You know that. And it goes way back, of course. You know, welcome to Book Circle Online. I'm your host, James Live Jr. And you know, I like to bring you very interesting subjects and books. And I have one for you today. This actress, it's just, I mean, and playwright and producer, and she's just an extraordinary woman. And she wrote this book. <laughs> when I say page turner, I mean, I read it in one day. I read it part in the morning, then I had a life a little bit, came back, read it in the afternoon, did some gardening, and then the evening before I went to bed, <laughs> I finished it. It was so good. You have to run, not walk, and get this book. It's called Hiding Out, a memoir of drugs, deception, and double lives. Okay, all the Ds, they're all in there. <laughs> and it's my, it's my girl. You may know her from some TV shows you've seen her on, or some movies, or even being with me. We did a show on Afterbus about a year ago or so, Miss Tina Alexis Allen. Well, hello. Hey, I'm so happy to be back. Same here. Oh, my Same God. Same here, always. Now, we're on, we're on YouTube. For a second. We're on YouTube. We're on iTunes, under Book Circle Online. This, this interview will be there under Tina Alexis Allen, Hiding Out. It's going to be there. It's going to be there for your life. Lives to watch or listen to, you can download it. Rate it, comment. And if you want to book it for something, let me know and I'll pass it on to her. There you go. She's there. Miss Tina. Hi, baby. This book, okay, we were just sitting there before we came on, we were saying you wrote a book. I know. So I know. now that it's out there, how are you feeling? I feel um, I feel pretty grounded and really wonderful that I'm getting the feedback I'm getting because you know. Well, writing a book, who knew? Because I've never done it. Yes, right, right. Um, but, you know, what to expect. In fact, I was with my uh, book agent the other day, and he said to me, you know, books have a life of their own the same way we do. And you just don't know. Uh, and we still don't know. But what I know so far is that the response that I've gotten uh, has been overwhelming. I've seen some of it, yes. Um, people really using it, which is what I hoped for, um, as a kind of mirror, even though they're not necessarily conscious of that, it seems to me like people are aware of their own secrets and their own uh, dark places and their own struggles with family or moving through it or places they're not quite um, past yet, you know, still maybe living in a little bit of shame. So I've laid it all out, as you know. Uh, <laughs> Purposefully, yes, yes, because I wanted that. I was hoping for that. So I have to say the fact that I'm getting these, you know, strangers reaching out to me saying, you know, that happened to me, or I haven't been able to face that, or I haven't told my significant other, or my husband, or my wife, because I've been too ashamed, um, you know, or I had a deeper call. I love this one message I got. I was in Bloomingdale's in New York, and I got this <laughs> anonymous Instagram. You yeah. know, I didn't know the person, you know, message. And it said, I just want to thank you. I finished your book, like, in a day or two, mm -hmm. like you said. Yeah. Um, and I always talk to my mom every day, but today my conversation was deeper having finished your book. Ooh, wow. Like, in a way, gonna, it had that, never been. I a little been. chill for a second just now. Yeah. Wow. So, like that. That's why I'm happy. Now, I want to, show, I want to tell people, okay, this book is... 270-something pages. So when we tell you, we're, when we're saying we're reading it in one day, it's not always very common for a book this size. 
it's just it's that good. Mm, thank you. Um, I've seen some response to yeah. your book, and we have some people in common we know, and it's and it's amazing. Isn't it amazing that you could write something from yourself that actually helps other people that you don't know? Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess I felt in going into writing the book that. I wasn't writing it because I needed to write the book. You know, I, I didn't, people say, oh, it must have been so cathartic. You know, I've heard that a lot. It's like, actually, it, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I don't say that lightly. It's just yeah. that I had done a, a lot of this excavating a long time ago. Yeah. So the purpose for me for the book was about maybe paying it forward. Mm, so you're telling a story. You already did. You did the work behind it already. After. Yeah. You lived it already. Yeah. You did the work for it. Absolutely. Now I'm sharing it with you. I couldn't have written this book uh, and been as graphic and detail oriented as I was um, if I wasn't if I was still of it. You know what I Makes mean? Makes sense. Yes. So for sure, I felt like yeah, I was in a place where I could hold my story and mm. like you know pull it this way, pull it that way, turn it upside down, look at it from this angle. You know, having played my dad on stage, look at it from his angle, not just you know black and white like. This was this and that was that. There's a lot of gray, including my own behavior, which uh, I guess in a way I'm I'm proud of the fact that I didn't pull punches with my own behavior. I never, I, I don't think there's anything in here that I've shied away from saying, I did that, you know, not always pretty, right. but I did it. Um, maybe I shouldn't have felt this way or felt that way, but I did feel this way or I did feel that way. Because, I mean, I think that is what people... Um, step into they step into your details mm-hmm. otherwise you gloss it over you say yeah i did this and i did that and it's fine it's a story yeah but i don't think people step into their own if you don't really go there yourself well i agree with you because you know i'm a certified life coach and i've done work on myself i've had great life coaches and therapists you really can't be super honest until you are away from it a little bit yeah while you're still going through it yeah, you're, you're being honest at points. You're still censoring. You're still judging yourself. You're still all these things you're still doing. You can't do to write an honest, well-rounded story. Yeah, and because so much of the book is about my father and myself, mm-hmm. I had to do a lot of work with him. And I think doing the solo sure. show, playing him years ago, uh, all helped me not, you know, look at him um, as my father, mm-hmm. but actually as a character. And I think that is maybe the most important thing in terms of writing a memoir is that you're not holding people in these defined roles, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, your family, but anyone close to you that they're not, they're not my ex-boyfriend. They're not my father. They're, they're people Mm -hmm. and giving them permission to be all of themselves. Yes. Okay. We're going to get into certain specifics, but first let's just tell people out there who haven't read the book, just a, 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 a short synopsis of what the book's about. Um, the book is about my uh, young adulthood, uh, starting when I'm 18 into my early 20s. Uh, I'm carrying a lot of secrets, including my sexuality, uh, which was pretty fluid at the time, but for sure was with a woman. Um, I'm keeping that from my devout family. I'm the youngest of 13 kids, <laughs> parents knighted by the Pope, so so religious, uh, dad, a devout um, uh, man who goes to mass every day and anyway the book is basically an uncovering of his double lives my double lives and us becoming sort of each other's confidant about our sexuality uh and also dives into um deep vatican secrets which i'm still uncovering yes, yes, um, yes. that i come to learn as i get closer to his 
life. So we're, we're in a bit of a, of a bubble together, yeah. uh, both in our work and our play, and it gets mm-hmm. pretty raunchy. <laughs> yes, it does. It parts. Yes. Um, but it's true, and, um, and no shame, no blame. So I like that. Now, one of the things about this book that really struck me, and I was, and Sheena, she was on my podcast not too long ago, and we talked about this, but even more so now, as, I was, as I'm talking to you now, and I reread the book a little more, too, mm-hmm. the psychology of this mm. for you. You're coming out to you're you're trying to uncover your secret, your your truth. But somehow he has it collides with what he has going on with his secrets and his kind of not truth. Yeah. And and suddenly it's about how do, how do I write I wrote this this little note I wrote. It was all about you. You had a secret to tell. You had feelings to get out. Then he drops his bombshell. Yeah. That's what I wrote. So the psychology of that yeah. must been very interesting for you. Yeah. I mean, looking back, I think, um, one, I, we talked a little bit about this in the podcast, but I didn't like my father um, up until this point where I learned this big secret yes. that he drops on me. Uh, he basically outs me um, and then reveals that he, too, mm-hmm. uh, is gay. And that's on the book cover yes so, so, so i'm not I'm, I'm not and it's no. early in the book and yes, frankly yes. it's only the tip of the iceberg no, exactly. it so seems can... like i've just no. told the plot but no. actually no you have i'm so. not even close <laughs> um <laughs> not at all um but i thought it was interesting that part's really interesting yeah and so i think there's two things one is i started to learn who he really was mm-hmm. i started to see the man he was yes. instead of just this father that scared me Yes. that I was afraid of, that I walked on eggshells with. Um, and the other thing is that he always took up all the space in the room anyway. So that didn't really change. Okay. But having outed me, he actually gave me more space than he ever had. Interesting. So even okay. though he did drop that bomb, and that was psychologically um, incredibly confusing and and maybe maybe damaging in some ways, but also gave me permission to step into a relationship with him, which I had never had. Yeah, that's, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. It's complicated. I get it. I yeah. wouldn't advise, you know, <laughs> this, this life necessarily uh, as a life choice. But in a weird way, it gave me an understanding and eventually a love for my dad that I didn't really have because I was just seeing him as one and that's thing. what the kids as kids we see our parents as just parents their mom and dad yeah so as adults and i've learned this myself i'm now seeing my parents for who they as adults yeah as human beings yeah and this book you did too absolutely like, yeah like i said i don't think i could have written the book without all of that including yeah. including holding you know i don't hold my parents as saints i don't hold my parents as sinners I, I hold them as human beings. And I, they, Wait, let me yeah. cut you off for a second. Because sure. I didn't see it as a Daddy Dearest book. Oh, well, thank you. I didn't mean it. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get that. Good, good. No, it was never intended for that. Because I say, and, you know, frankly, I have a few siblings who are still struggling. Well, with happens. You know, it happens. I have yes. 12 of them. It's not un- unusual for right. us to, you know, be have different philosophies. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. You know, it's, it's, it is detailed. But it's not the things they didn't know, the big ticket items they everyone has already known for many, many, yeah. many years. Details, not necessarily. Um, but here's what I say. Compassion is not silence, and healing is not silence, and forgiveness 
does not mean that one needs to be silent. Those two can coexist. And I have deep forgiveness and love for my parents, uh, deep compassion. But that doesn't mean I don't, don't get to tell the truth, you know? Hmm. I like that. It's not judging of someone to say who they were. It's judging wow. of someone to say that you don't agree with who they were. God, that's, that is such a profound statement. I love that. Hmm. That you can you can seriously love them, forgive them, and still tell what you saw. Yeah. Why wouldn't we? I mean, the thing is with my dad, he, you know, he grew up you know, two generations before yeah. us. Um, he couldn't be who fully who he was. I don't know whether he would have been gay if he was born today or not. Probably. Right. Um, he, could, he would have had a lot more freedom than not. He'd get, he got beat okay. up. Yeah. Um, so why do we want to keep him compartmentalized in death when he could had to be compartmentalized in life? Yeah, that's so. That's that's so. That's so. But I just I just love that statement. I'm like, that is, is because we think if we're talking about somebody, and it's it's automatic judgment. Yes. But you're like, no, I'm telling you my story. Yes. And I still love my father, or I still forgive my father. It's not about that part. I'm just telling you a story. Exactly. That happened. Exactly. Oh, I just—I know—I just got a little chill there too. I didn't—I never thought that. Um, which leads into you became allies yeah. in this weird, <laughs> twisted sense. Yes. And, and and you just kind of answered you kind of answered it a little bit. This it made it made it feel like now we can be close. Now my father and I can be together, so to speak, yeah. in this weird, you know, complicated yes. way. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, going to clubs with your dad when you're eighteen, nineteen, twenty—you uh, know—that's weird. Doing drugs, it's it's weird. I get that, but at the time, uh, it's not that I didn't feel, um, you know, moments or discomfort or dad's dancing, that's like weird, but you'd feel that way whether yeah. you're in a straight club or a gay club with right. your father. Right, no, right, yeah, 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 yeah I'm sure, or, I'm sure. Or, or seeing them eye, eye <laughs> yes. someone if it's a man or a woman, what difference does yes. it make? It's just, it's, yes. it's, it's a little uncomfortable. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, so I when you read the book, you, you see, you guys out there, when you read the book, you'll see all kinds of ways they relate to each other, how they stick up for each other, um, how they are intertwined. And that's what's so interesting to, to me when you read the book, because you're, you're reading about certain situations that are happening, and you're like, oh, okay, that's happening. That's a little strange. But then you see why you guys are together doing that or talking about that. I, I, you see it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's um, it's right in front of you um, in real time because I wrote it from my young yes. adult voice. So yes. there's no narrator and there's no one holding your hand and explaining. So what you're getting is everything in real time, which is why oh, I loved it. it's a roller coaster. And, yes. it, and it feels like such a page turner because... You're in it with her, and yes. she's, and I say her because it's, it really was my younger self. And, yes. and even the levels of sexuality, um, purposefully again written, you know, I've had a, a few people <laughs> on Amazon who, who found uh, the descriptive graphic sexuality. Oh. Um, you know, I don't know if they were uh, devout something or others, but, but yes. they found some of it. But for me, it was really important to be that specific and graphic because that's where she was. And, yeah. and when you're sexualized so young, we're on live TV, you guys. Yeah, yeah. move it to the right a little bit. And okay, we can do that a little bit. Okay, okay. We, we have a little, how do I look? Like, like she is pretty. <laughs> Tell her story. Perfect. She's, she's perfect. Um, yes. 
Yeah, so... Um, you were there. You were in it. That's where you were at at that time. Yes. It's all about that. It's not about perfection or... I don't mean my two now. Uh, it's, all, it's all about in the moment. This is what I was going through at this time. It's not pretty. It's... It may be a little too graphic, may not be graphic enough, whatever it is, but yeah. that's what I'm going through at that moment. Yeah, and young adults are sexual. Yeah. It's when, like pretty yeah. much pretty much what and I think when you've when you've grown up uh as as fast as I did, you know, at lightning speed, um, that has an effect. And that was another reason why I wrote it the way I did, because I wanted people to have the context of what I was living as a young child and how then that affects. And I think readers are very smart. And just by knowing what happened to me as a child and they see my behavior and this sort of out, uh, outrageous behavior, they can put two and two together. I don't need to narrate that. And that was my yeah. purpose. Of What's it. very interesting for me, because I knew you from today on, I go from present time right. to read the book. Right. I bet. That I, and for me, to tell you, for me, I, there were times when I felt for you and I wrote these, these are notes I wrote down myself that I wanted to share with you. Um, there were times when I was like, yay, they are close. They are growing closer. And there were times when I was like, nay, I wish they didn't do that. Yeah. I wish they weren't as close. It's, they're taking advantage of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking this is so unhealthy. Yeah. Yet there were times I was rooting for you guys. It's all of it, and that's um, th- that's what the word complication. <laughs> it comes in. It's complicated. Yeah, this is it's complicated, folks. <laughs> this is this is why we saw it, it's complicated. <laughs> Tina Alexis Allen, her father. It's complicated. It's very complicated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean yes. that that's the definition right there. Yeah, um, it's all of that. It's the young woman who wrote me um, early, like the week the book came out. Two, a couple weeks ago, and she said, "You know, I don't, don't usually like memoir, okay. um, but I loved this memoir because I felt it was describing people my age. She was twenty five. Oh, okay. And the reason that I am I get mad at people my age was in this book, and I was rooting for her, and I was mad at her. Yes. She used those exact words. I was mad at her. Um, I felt bad for her. Yes. Um, and that's the point. I mean, that is the point. That is what I want people to feel. I don't want, I didn't want to write it as a victim. Uh, I didn't want to write it as a perpetrator. I wanted to write it as what it is, which is very gray. And, you know, and for you, because you're a woman, for a woman to be graphic, yeah. there's that double standard. Yeah. A man can be graphic. Yeah. It's all kind of conquest and thing. And then everybody just applauds. Like, You're so honest. A woman does it, and they look at her with a side eye. Yeah. Like, um, did you have to really yeah. put that part in there? Or yeah. you cussed a little. You, you had 24 bitches in that, in that <laughs> sentence. And, you know, like, they look at, look at women differently. Isn't that crazy? It is. I mean, I don't really pay it any attention. That's right, girl. Obviously. Well, in this book, obviously, you don't pay any attention at all. <laughs> you know, it's like, you, you know, truth is... Just the truth, truth. and you just own it. And uh, I think everybody moves along a little faster, you know. Um, But yeah, there's always going to be people who are stirred up by it. There are people who don't want to read the details, and it's okay. They don't have to. First of all, great title. I mentioned before. Just I mean, just such, just such a. Mm -hmm. It it totally explains everything when you read the title. Also, this whole religious element. Mm. So you have religion and sexuality being mixed together in this story. And it just reminded me of back in the 80s. Yeah. Um, we were just mere children <laughs> in the 80s. Um, but in the 80s where a lot of our stars like Prince, mm. Madonna, mm. Michael. Michael Jackson, they were all using 
sexuality and their religion, especially Madonna with uh, with the Catholic right? stuff. And, and Prince, too. And Prince, too. I mean, yeah. seriously, we're with yeah. crosses. And, yeah. and so this book reminded me kind of that you were, there's a whole religious element in here, too. Well, um, ironically, Cause yes, because of my dad. I mean, um, we grew up in a household that, you know, said the rosary every night after dinner. Wow. My parents went to Mass every day. There were, you know, crosses and all kinds of religious icons all over the house. My father was going to be a priest, which isn't wow. really surprising. And had 13 yeah. kids. And decided to have 13 kids yeah. and said, well, this or that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Usually it's not like that extreme. That's, that's amazing. It's totally amazing. He went from priesthood, we have nothing, to yeah. 13 kids. Yeah. Yes. But what is what is interesting is, I mean, we, we all know, we've, we've read the papers over the last 10 years. We know the complication yeah. of the church, particularly the Catholic church, and sexuality, yeah. double standards, hypocrisy. Um, the church does a lot of good. And it's interesting because I really look at my family sometimes like a microcosm of the Catholic church. You know, it's... It's good and it's 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 bad in the sense of, you know, it holds lightness, it holds darkness, like we all do. But in my house, we really did have extremes. We had really extreme behaviors that were dark and damaging. Um, and we had a lot of love and we had true faith and um, a practice. And I think those two things go together more than we realize. And I think, again, it's, it's, it's about how do you hold those two things um, without judging mm-hmm. and without compartmentalizing. Oh, yeah. But right now, it is amazing because the book is, um, I think it's a it's a bestseller in LGBT, but it's also a bestseller in Catholicism uh, on Amazon. There and, you go. And I love that because I really want to have that conversation, mm-hmm. you know, because the harsh doctrine of the church has a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. And people don't feel inclusive and right. included, and it could be a lot more inclusive. And mm-hmm. I also feel something very strongly, which is that my father, despite his complications, devoted himself like no other. I mean, equal to to many uh, of the great people who've done great work for the church, devoted his life. So the fact that he was judged for who he was and couldn't be fully who he was because of his devotion to the church and him not wanting um, to disappoint, frankly, or be excluded. It's kind of heartbreaking, and I'd like that to change. Because people, let me expose out for you out there, you guys might not know this, there are folks who are of alternative lifestyles who are religious. Absolutely. Who really do believe in their religion and, the, and many of the tenets of the religion. Absolutely. Um, I know many people. In fact, I did a podcast called Queerology. Oh, okay. Uh, I think they're out of Atlanta. Um, and it's all, you know, queer and faith. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everybody, you know, we're all humans. We all are seeking something deeper and bigger than ourselves, I think. I mean, I think that's why we're we're here. And most of us realize that at some point, usually as we get older, sexuality is secondary. It is. And it should it be is. secondary because yes. if I want to do good, why don't you want to use me? Okay, good night, everybody. That's the end of the show. Because you just, you just said exactly that. And that's... And and for me, I, I, I believe that so wholeheartedly, personally. I want to affect change in the world. Yeah. I should be able to, no matter if I'm black or gay or straight or tall or got a beard or 49 or 50, or it shouldn't matter. Why don't you want to use me? Yeah. I mean, that is, you know, I stole it from Oprah and I'm sure she stole it from someone yeah, else. No, but I, her I love prayer that. has been, you know, use me for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think the church 
particularly with some of the challenges that they've had in the last, you know, five, ten years, I mean, big scandals, as we all know what they yeah. are, uh, would want to move into a space of maybe we all just need to be one. And yes. let's leave out the other. Let's leave out the sexuality part, because a lot of people are feeling excluded and you know, people are running away from the church, right. not to the church. Nope. So that's got to tell you some, you know, your your policies, your doctrines aren't exactly working for 2018. So maybe some change is needed. And, you know, many people want spirituality in their lives. It yeah. helps guide them. It helps them center them. I mean, I love mm-hmm. spirituality. I love to be centered and meditate in my garden. And I mean, I just, I just, it just, it brings more peace to me or gives me energy to do all the 10,000 things that I do. Yeah. And same for you, too. If, you, if you're trying to write a play or something, it gives you energy to and creativity to do that. Yeah. I mean, I am I feel very spiritual, too. I live a, a very spiritual life. Do. And um, I don't practice Catholicism. Uh, doesn't mean I wouldn't pop into a church. Yeah, okay. You know, I did last week, you know, and I'll, I'll pray, but I don't necessarily go to Mass and do all that. Um I don't know if I'd ever go back if they really changed um, and 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 stopped, you know, excluding people mm-hmm. for reasons that might have been logical at mm-hmm. some point in our history. I'm not even sure that's true, but uh, they sure not they're sure not working today. No, they're not. Yeah, I just recently got a, an honorary doctorate in divinity. You did? did. That's beautiful. So, it's very that's for all beautiful. the the charity work that I do. That's so lovely. And I thought, and I thought. I never thought in a million years I'd get one, but I just thought that's the point. Yeah, I'm do, I'm trying to do things that are good. Yeah, and someone sees it, and you're doing great things. That's, and this book is one of the things. This, thank this you. book, this book is a, a teaching tool. Oh, thank you so much. Coming from a coaching place and stuff, I can see, I can completely see that. Thank you. I I um that touches me because um it. You know, it's not it's you don't you won't walk into a bookstore or pull it up on Amazon and say. Oh, I'm getting emotional. Oh, it's live. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, how to, how to not, how to um, change your life. It's it's not going to be under that. But it is, if you take it on, I think you will see the trajectory of um, darkness to light. And um, and I, I'm happy that those that are reading it are feeling that way. You got me, you got me emotional. <laughs> because I, if you sit next to her, if you ever sit next to her, you'll feel her energy. It just, it's, it's there. Um, this, that's what happened last time too. Um, with your dad, because he's such a, a huge, you guys are twin strands in this book. Yeah. Um, you said you're still searching kind of more about him now. The book's over. You're yeah. still kind of continuing that. Yeah. I had a really cool, um, interview with a Cardinal. It was a oh, secret wow. interview and I of course won't say his yes, name, but, um, he is European, and I met him in New York City, and somebody who has been helping me, my sort of Vatican connection, if you will, set up this private wow. meeting at a hotel in New York. And I had taken a couple selfies uh, with him at the end, um, not for any motive. There was no motive. Yeah. But then when I got home, the connector guy texted me. I got a text when I got home, and he said, please don't post that. And I had actually posted one already, and I, so I took it down because his enemies, oh. right, those were his words, because his enemies you know, might get the wrong idea. I wasn't sure because he was talking to me, because I had been asking questions, or if I was a woman in his hotel suite. Oh, I mean, okay. I don't know exactly, but that is the level of um, privacy and secrecy, and I couldn't make that meeting public. But I went to him because he's he, he literally was on the short list to be Pope. 
um, and he probably will be on the short list the next time there is a Pope. Yeah, um, he's, a, he's a big player, and I ask questions, and I, I continue to ask questions because I know some things. I saw things with my own eyes. I can put one in one together. Right, make two. Yeah. Make two. But there are pieces that, you know, I don't, I'm not holding a passport. I'm not holding okay. anything anymore. There was nothing left. Okay. But I'm looking. I'm uh, so do we searching. know? So do we know kind of the trail of how your father got involved in that? Well, I think, and I don't, I don't think, um, so the short answer is no. Right. I mean, do we know? No. no. Um, will I ever know? Maybe. Maybe. When, right. when the Vatican archives open uh, for the Pope that my father, I believe, started to work for, which okay. is Pius XII. Oh, okay. The Vatican, uh, it's really interesting. It's very Dan, Dan, Dan Brown. Dan Brown, totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, what the Vatican does is it holds all documents related to a papacy for, I believe it's 70 years okay. or thereabouts after that, that Pope's death. So we're probably getting there soon. So in 2027 okay. or something like that. Okay. Um, I, there will be archives that I could ask to go wow. look at that that pope of that my father probably began with. It could be that he's there now. I think my dad's name is probably in their Secretary of State's office, okay, because of the passport and things like oh, that. Yeah. But um, when it's a secret, you know, they do a good job. I guess they do keeping it that <laughs> yeah, way, yeah, yeah, yeah. hiding yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm but sure. it might be the next book. Ooh, that'd be exciting. Because I want, I want to know more. I did want to know more. And yeah. I did want to know... Yeah. I want to know more about his past. Yeah. I did. And that would be a great book. Yeah. Well, you know, he was in, uh, a British officer in World War II. He worked in the war office, which is all about... War, the war office at that point was about moving information. Yeah. That's what the war office really did. It was about yeah. communication and, and messages. And so he was already sort of in that realm. And he was stationed in Palestine. So he was already in Jerusalem sort of knowing for years, uh, living there... Uh, about the world of, you know, Catholicism, yeah. Judaism, you know, yeah. um, and the conflicts that were there. And um, I, I think he just sort of knew the territory. Um, and then he got transferred to the war office in Washington, D.C., where wow. he met my mom and moved there um, and then began. So I think his connection probably started in the war. Wow. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. Um, and then your mom's very interesting kind of fascinating figure in this right? in this whole scenario also yeah some people really um just find her so and she is i mean she was a beautiful woman but yeah. just so interesting because there's there's also a conflict there uh yes i mean it's <laughs> yeah um right. living with someone like my dad um yes. not knowing or not wanting to know so that's what i was gonna say yeah. not wanting to not wanting to really yeah deal with that and you know, taking care of thirteen kids. You know, I don't. You're busy. I don't know where the time would be to process. Right. No. Right. That your husband right. may be doing things that don't line up with marriage or Catholicism or all the other things you believe in, and that you're. How many are you guys like stair steps? Oh yeah. Okay. Like so, she was busy. Well, they call them Irish twins, don't yes, they? So we yes. all, we all, we're all Irish twins. <laughs> In honor of St. Patrick's Day, just passed. Yeah. But yeah, it's all like eleven months difference. Ten months. A few of us, my family, been yeah. too. Yeah. I understand yeah. that one. Yeah. Thir- um, Thirteen kids in fifteen years. There you go, kids. So she was busy. She was busy. I just dropped right out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah. You got a little easier. But but but, but I me mean, that's what I mean. It's kinda of like she like you just said, 
didn't have any time. I mean, as, no. every time, every bit of time was like five or six toddlers. You know, like she was like, I mean, she was busy. Just yeah, like, yeah. I mean, she. I mean, in the, in the beginning, uh, I know she went away to the beach one summer, and my dad was <laughs> off traveling. My mother didn't drive right away. Okay. Of course, she did eventually. Yeah. But she had five kids under the age of six because there were twins. Okay. In the first five. um, Anyway, there were a lot of kids. Yeah. um, By herself at the beach, no car. I mean, there's stories. You do it. There's stories. My yeah. mom used to talk about taking five of us to the on the bus back in the back in the early seventies. There were five of you on the on the bus. Yeah, two in a stroller and one over here, and this one hold my arm here, and they did it. Yeah, they did it. They did they it. They did it. It's <laughs> really remarkable. Oh, it she, is. Yeah, she was a good, good, beautiful soul, really. And your relationship. Um, with her eventually was good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I adored my mother. Yeah. Uh, I think it's part of the reason I didn't like my dad much in the beginning because he wasn't very nice mm. to her. And my mom was always on a pedestal with all of us. Interesting. She was she was our ground, our rock yeah. uh, that we stood on. And um, he was scary to most of us and probably all of us. But um, yeah. And then, you know, once she found out about my sexuality, there's a there's a chapter where I talk about that. Mm-hmm. So I won't give it all away yeah. but you know that got a little bumpy um but in terms of the long road you know it's yeah. like i was doing work cleaning up my my side of the street oh, yes. and um you know once you clean up your side of the street it's a lot easier to just let people be who they are and yes. love them for all their goodness and she had a lot of it so it wasn't hard to yeah to love her and accept her and her choices were hers and not mine and you know, when you're younger, you'd think you have all the answers, right? Oh, yes. I mean, I probably think I have all the answers now. <laughs> 20 years from now, I'm going to be like, you're such an idiot. You knew nothing. But 20 years ago, I definitely thought yeah. I had more answers than yeah, I probably here. did. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, you realize, like, why does somebody have to do it my way? Like, even my mother's... That's... You know, even my mother's response to, to my sexuality, yes. you know, at the time, forget it. Oh, yeah, but I just did an interview with Teen Vogue, and we talked a lot about sexuality because yeah. you know, a they're very um, they're very progressive that that publication, yeah, yeah, and they're really helpful to teens or, oh, and want to talk straightforward about sex. And we yeah. were talking about that, and I said, she was saying, "Do you have advice, you know, for these kids that are coming out or that their families are disowning them?" And I say, "Yeah, get, find your tribe, you know, take care of yourself, find your tribe, but eventually understand that as as hurtful as it is." It's just another point of view. It's not who you are. It's not. It's and that. And I think if we don't want people to judge us, we have to take the high road. You know, it's like we cannot be judging people, and then say, "Well, why are they judging me?" It's like you can't judge back. That's true. God, it's so true. You know, it's like it's like you know Obama and Michelle, right? They always said, you know, when they go low, we go high. And it's like mm-hmm. if somebody judges you, you're not getting anywhere by judging back by spending an hour trashing them with your friends that's true it just it's it's not how you move forward um, by the way you look at that i mean it was it for me um you know going on my own at 18 and it was it was rough and not getting support but you're right i had to eventually come to the conclusion they are who they are because of how they were raised yeah. and how they live yeah. and that's them yeah. yeah i can still be me and it's gonna be okay and when i encounter them i can still be me yeah it's hard Sometimes they are your parents yes. or your your brothers and sisters or they're your cousins or you're close to whatever it is. But 
I eventually learned I can be me at all times, yeah. regardless of what they think. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It is. It's really, yeah, it is. It know? took 40 some years, but yeah. It, it is. Yeah, it takes what it takes. But I think if you, the faster you let them be who they are, the faster you're comfortable in your own skin because there's nothing more to prove. I don't need to be someone so you'll love me. I don't need to be different so you're going to accept me. And I know when you're, gosh, in your teens or early 20s, that's. That's not just easy to no, walk no, through. No, it's not. You're, you're not going to feel that. But. If I read some of my diaries back then, oh, so <laughs> angsty. Oh, my goodness. Like everything. While listening to Def Leppard. Um, it was like so, I mean, but I, I, it's funny because I just really, it is like I'm off the hook. Yeah. You're off the hook. Completely. I mean, I think when you stop judging everything, if you can, I mean, is that, I, I know we're human. Yes. If, if you just stop that, there's so much more time and energy mm-hmm. and joy and space there is i mean it's just it gets way better as opposed mm-hmm. to being knotted up in you know this one said this this one said that mm-hmm. they you know why can't they be different so i can be happy it's like yeah. who who gave who laid down that rule because that's that's so true you know if you'll just change i'll be okay it's like even in sexuality, you know, a parent could think that, well, you're, you're ruining my life because now you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, yes. and the kid's like, well, you're, you just ruined my life because you're not accepting me. <laughs> right. And nobody ruined anyone's no, life. No, of course not. Yeah, nobody, you know? yeah, right. But, but it feels like that in yeah. the moment until you start to take responsibility for yourself. I know for me, and I wonder if it's for you, for me, I think when I moved away from my family at one point, I was able to grow up. Mm. Yeah. And it was, and it made it a little easier to kind of accept who I am and forgive them. Yes, which really was forgiving myself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I feel like you probably had some similar kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, I left for New York after graduate school. I lived in Maryland and yeah. uh, had gone to grad school in Maryland, and I moved to New York to get into fashion. So that was my first career. But yeah, just even that space from New yeah, York to sure. to DC is like that was, and I lived. Uh, there was no family in, in New yeah. York, so I was kind of on my own. But then I did the big geographic, as they say, <laughs> when I really got down yes. into the dirty yeah. time of healing, like yeah. really getting it like, oh, I'm this This is going to take a while. Uh, mm. I've peeled this onion enough to know there is some serious stuff in here, and it's going to take a while. So I actually hit the road and came out to L.A. thinking, well, I'm going to go to L.A. and you know be an actor and be a star, um, when in fact I think I came to L.A. to heal. See, so, and I did. And, well, you were called to come out here, so you I came out called. here. I did. I, I did. believe that completely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, and how brave you were to actually look within yourself. Thank you. I mean, I think it's. Um, I look at myself. I think there may be somewhere in that book where I say this. So, um, I think I realize because of the past I had, um, and it being so big and complicated, that I kind of had to take myself on as a project. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it just required that um, because I just didn't know any other. It just it was consuming. <laughs> yeah, no, yes, no, yes. It's taken a long time. Yeah, let's just say yeah. that. I mean, I've been at this twenty five years of really committed to um, not being her. I like that. Yes, you know, you know. Yes, even though I adore and appreciate why that's obviously not. I'm so grateful that I didn't spiral from that place Ooh, I know. and keep going. I'm glad that I had to, you know, hit my knees and find a way for, you know, divinity. So do you love her? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why I just let her be in the book. That's why, mm-hmm. you know, some people get a little, ooh, yes, sure. because I just, yeah, I love her so much that she gets to have a whole book. Yeah. 
I like that. You say yeah. you say you say some of the most profound things. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's like she gets to live in here for the rest of her life. That's right. Whatever, That's however long this is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. such a it's such a and that picture of you on the cover. <laughs> you know. Well, I I've always thought that um, you know I always heard from my siblings that that um, that picture when I I would go to sleep after you know dinner I that think that was an after dinner thing, take a nap and take an apple. That's as I know, but lately I've been corrected and I've been told that actually someone put the apple there. So exactly. I'm not really sure. But what I do know is when I was that young, I'm sure I felt um, that. I should hold on to things that I wanted there to be there when I woke up. So I've always interpreted that to be a, a way of sort of holding on. And I think it was because it is exactly how right. I felt, whether it's literal or figurative. It is me holding on to it, it, something that I want to be mine. Now I'm looking at this picture completely differently now. Right? Yes. Yeah. That little girl was just trying to hold on to something. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. I could talk to you forever. Well, let's just do it then. <laughs> We're not leaving. That's it. We're just gonna stay here all day long. We're gonna stay here all day long. No, you are you are a joy. You know, I you know, you know I love you so much. Likewise. And and I just think this book is. I mean, I mean, I can't even say it enough. Yeah. I mean, it, it may just sound like I'm just like just gushing so much about, it, but I really, it's just, it's such an education. Mm. And it, and also, if you just want something to read that's really interesting, this is that too. This should be a mini series. It should be a series. Series. I'm yeah. completely like I'm behind that a thousand percent. Yeah. I think uh, this was some meaty roles in here with oh, some yeah. actors. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Well, that's, the, that's the plan. And if you want to come to um, Barnes & Noble Tom. Wednesday night, March 21st. I'll be uh, there. Yes, you will. Yeah. I'll be in conversation with Tatum O'Neill. Hey, wait, how did you get Tatum O'Neill? Are you guys friends? Uh, we're acquaintances and we have a, a kind of we joint, we have a joint best friend. Okay. That's, and, I'm like, I'm uh, like Tatum O'Neill. Like, yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. Well, you know, Tatum's grown up at Lightning Speed. Uh, yes. So I we, have some of her books. We share, um, and I actually just finished her book, which was yeah. wonderful, oh, yes, uh, it was. A Paper Life. I yes. just listened to it, actually. Uh, this last week. Um, yeah, so we're going to get down and, and uh, dirty about the truth and about uh, what it is to grow up at lightning speed and mm-hmm. secrets and uh, women in Hollywood. And anyway, it's going to be at Barnes & Noble, The Grove, Wednesday mm-hmm. night, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, come, and uh, I'll do a book signing after and Q&A and all that. It's yeah. going to be fun. That's going to be fun. I'm excited to, yeah. to go. But it's called Hiding Out. Tina Alexis Allen. I'm going to flash it here in front of me. Because I'm not that important. This the book is important. It's about this book. <laughs> go get it. And go get it. You can get it anywhere where books are sold. You go online, Amazon, it's there too. Um, you have a website. Is it TinaLexisAllen.com? Yes. You can go there too if you want to talk to her there. She's also on social media. Everywhere. So, as Tina Alexis Allen. She's like me. I'm James Lodge Jr. everywhere. She's making it very simple yep. for you to talk to us. Yep. But if, you wanna, if you're just a little nervous, you want to connect with her, you, you want to go through me, you can. I will pass you on to her. Uh, anything, if you want her to speak anywhere or talk about this, or you just want to tell her thank you. I will help be the conduit. I'm available. I um I answer everything. So, I know you do. You know if um if we read it and want to have a comment or conversation, I'm I get get on Facebook yeah. or Instagram and send yeah. some private messages when they come my way. Yeah. Always. Yeah, she does. Yes. she does. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank I you. always love being Same with here. you. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. And you guys, books are online. We're on Facebook. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on YouTube. Uh, we're on Twitter, Book Circle On, is what it is there. We're on Instagram. You can find us anywhere. You can find me, James Lodge Jr., and all my interviews on Book Circle Online are there, too, but also on my stuff at James Lodge Jr. Of course, very simple. We'll talk to you next time. Have a great week, and read, read, read. From executive producers Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menounos, and Jeffrey Masters, thanks for tuning in to Book Circle Online. 
Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. To suggest a book title or their author, you can tweet us at BookCircleOn. This is Book Circle Online. Thanks for tuning in.